Hi there, I'm Richard. I'm the senior pastor of Every Nation Auckland City. We are a multicultural, multi-generational, socially responsible church that makes disciples. We hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. About this time last year, began to seek the Lord for a prophetic word for 2022 and the next few years. We realized that the last few years have been very, very unusual and difficult. And so we were asking God separately what he wanted to say for the next few years of history in the world. And uh, when we do that, uh, Greta and I begin to get stuff. We write it down. We don't share with each other because we don't want to influence each other. Um, so Greta's going to share what God said to her for the next few minutes. Then I'll come back and what, uh, share what the Lord said to me. Over to you, sweetheart. Well, good morning, everyone. It's just, um, it's absolutely wonderful to be here, and it's a real honor and privilege. And um, uh, the more we know Pastor Richard and Chrissy, the just the, the more affection we have for you. you you're, you're very blessed to have such um, beautiful pastors with such loving, caring hearts. They are true shepherds. They really are. You know, as we were coming into 2022, I, I just saw the word uncertainty over, over the world. And I think you'll agree that the certainty, uncertainty has continued, hasn't it? However, in spite of that, I've just had this real strong sense of anticipation in my spirit about what God is going to do. It's like things are building up and we're on the brink of something way beyond what we could ever have asked or imagined of the Lord. Um, and he's, God is speaking many things, and he's already speaking more things to, to release next year. But one of the things I feel him saying is this, awaken the dawn of a new day. And a theme threaded throughout this word is joy. Now, we belong to the kingdom of God. And one of its characteristics is joy in the Holy Spirit, regardless of the state of the world. And you know, there have been some of you where I feel you've lost your joy. It might be disappointment, discouragement, the demands of this difficult season. But today, God is going to restore the joy of your salvation. And I'd love to just pray for those of you right now. Can we just or close our eyes, and if that is you, would you just lift your hands in your lap to the Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you for your wonderful presence here. And in the name of Jesus, I release the gift of the joy of the Lord. Be filled afresh with the joy of the Lord. Holy Spirit, minister your wonderful joy. Receive it now. Amen. And as you make the choice to rejoice in spite of your circumstances, God will continue to fill you with his joy. That is really true. I can testify of that. In the days ahead, God will manifest himself as the God of light among other things. And light brings life. We know when God's light shone in our hearts for the first time, we received true life. And that is exactly what, what Jesus said in John 10.10. 10. He said, I have come that you may have life in all its fullness. And um, 
John 10.10 is a scripture. These last two years, David and I have done quite a bit of spiritual warfaring with. It is a powerful scripture because there are some of you where the devil has tried to steal, kill, and destroy in areas of your life. But I declare that what you have lost, you will recover all. Like David did at Ziglag. What has been damaged and broken, God will restore all. And what has died, hopes and dreams, etc., they will be resurrected in the power of the Spirit. And I decree life in fullness to you in Jesus' name. You know, the God of light. The number 22 actually symbolizes light. And I feel in 22 and beyond, there will be an increasing revelation of light. These verses are relevant for our present times. Long ago, Isaiah prophesied, on those living in the land of darkness, a light has dawned. Just before Jesus' birth, Zechariah prophesied, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness. And as he held baby Jesus in his arms in the temple, Simeon prophesied, he said, Sovereign Lord, I have seen your salvation. He was literally looking at him, which you prepared for all people. He is a light to reveal God to the nations. And the revelation of light is for the salvation of the nations. And Jesus is the light of the world, and God passionately wants the world to know. So he's saying to us, his church, awaken the dawn of a new day. And he has given us powerful keys to do this. And as I wrote this, I found that both my hands were covered in oil, just simply a sign of the Holy Spirit affirming what I was hearing. And the first key is worship. Holy Spirit strongly highlighted these extracts from the Psalms. Psalm 100 came many times. If I could encourage you to read the whole, the whole Psalm, he has just one verse. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. There's our joy theme. And here's why. Psalm 89. Those who know the joyful sound, the call to worship, walk in the light of God's presence. I want to just constantly walk in the light of his presence. Psalm 108 is especially important. We've got it coming up on the slide. I will sing and make music with all my soul. I will awaken the dawn. My worship awakens the dawn. Your worship awakens the dawn. That is the power of our worship. So if I could encourage you, sing over your situation, sing over your, your circumstances, sing over the city and nations God puts in your heart, because praise releases breakthroughs, praise brings down strongholds, and praise shifts atmospheres. Second key, the word of God, our precious treasure. Feed on it and declare it. This is what Psalm 19 says about God's word. God's word revives my soul. In other words, it awakens my soul. It makes it fully alive. God's word brings joy to the heart 
and light to the eyes. In other words, it gives revelation. And I pray your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he's given you. That's Ephesians 1.18. Light brings hope and we are carriers of hope. The Lord is calling his people to action. These are Isaiah 60 verses 1 to 3 days. There's increasing darkness covering the peoples of the earth as accelerated wickedness uh, manifests itself. And he is urging us. He's saying, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And as the church rises and shines, God will fulfill this prophecy of of the next couple of verses. Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We are carriers of the light. We are carriers of the dawn. And leaders in the world will come to the church seeking the light of revelation, of wisdom and solutions. Now, several months ago, when I was going for an early morning run, it was in autumn, and so it was dark. And I went up this, this one road I've run before, but on this day, on either side of the road, there was this cacophony of roosters, all crowing in unison. And it was so unusual, it caught my attention. Roosters herald the dawn of a new day. And I feel God is saying to us, Herald the dawn of a new day to those who sit in the darkness of fear, of deception, of hopelessness. Share the good news. Testify of Jesus. And I really, this is something that came to me this morning. I really feel for you as every nation church, um, everywhere throughout our nation and, and wherever else it is, that it truly is God's declaring a new day over you. And he's going to impart such a fresh fire for the gospel. It's going to grip you afresh. It's the power of God for salvation. And I just see people being, being sent into the, the universities, their neighborhoods, into other towns and cities and nations. We, we, we sang that about send us with the gospel. And what did Isaiah say? He said, when he encountered God and his love, he said, here I am, Lord, send me. He was utter surrender, and God is calling us to utter surrender. Lord, whatever you want, whatever, whatever you say, I will do, I will go. That is, and when we do that, we will know we're in the very center of God's will. And the very best plans he has for us, he will unfold. Finally, here is a most potent key. Awaken the dawn of a new day for the world. Pray. God intends a great awakening in the nations, and prayer will usher it in. The prayers of the church will be a catalyst for God's will to be done and the kingdom of heaven to break out on the earth. And I love that he sends visions and dreams to encourage us to keep praying And um, a number of months ago, in in a very profound dream, I saw revival being birthed by the church in prayer. And there were a lot of details, but I just suffice to say this. There will be the dawn of a new day for sleeping Christians who will wake up. There will be the dawn of a brand new day 
for unprecedented multitudes who will be born again. That wave, that wave is coming. I, I have seen a very profound vision of a great tsunami wave of God's glory and fire covering both the North and South Island of New Zealand. The wave is coming. The wave is coming. And God's calling us to be ready to ride the wave. So if I can encourage all of us, keep praying that God in his mercy and might will pour out his spirit on all people across the world and keep praying that the morning light from heaven will break upon us in New Zealand with a fresh visitation of Jesus and across the nations as well. So in closing, you know, although it looks dark out there, there is hope on the horizon. Fix your eyes on the son of righteousness. He is rising with healing in his wings. And, he, and he's rising with healing in his wings for every nation. You are a carrier of God's mercy, might, and light. And he's calling us all to awaken the dawn of a new day. God bless you. Thank you, sweetheart. You really need an escalator. That's really, that's quite steep. <laughs> uh, so what the Lord said to Greta was, awaken the dawn. And as you'll see from my title slide, what the Lord said to me, dawn is coming. We like it when that happens. <laughs> We're on the same page. So, you know, the Lord is saying something about the dawning of a new day. So I'm going to get into that in just a sec. Hey, um, we did release a new book this year called How to Pray and Change Your World. How many know mission without prayer is ineffective? And prayer without mission is a bit ineffective as well. So you, you've got to have both together. So uh, I wanted to write a book that would help any Christian, whatever their level of prayer was, whether it's almost zero or you're a prayer warrior, to take another step up in prayer. I believe the Holy Spirit is calling the global church to up our level of praying. We all need an upgrade. Don't you love it when you get an upgrade on an airline? Well, we need an upgrade in prayer. And uh, this book is written, uh, to, uh, you know, I've, written, I've read so many books on prayer, they make you feel a bit guilty. I've tried to make this guilt-free, all right, <laughs> guilt-free. So uh, you can read it and be inspired, put it that way. And I reveal the pattern of prayer that Jesus taught us that the church has lost over the centuries, that if we would really understand it, uh, our praying would become effective. There's a lot of tools on how our praying can be effective, praying for the next generation, praying for lost people, a lot of stuff there. So um, Charles Spurgeon said, whenever God wants to do a great work, he first sets his people to pray. So if you want to see God do great things in your life, your family, our nation, the nations of the earth, we really have to up our level of praying. And the good news is you have a helper called the Holy Spirit. So he will help you. But sometimes we just need the practical how-to. So I hope that will. Have you guys got a copy of that? Well, maybe you'd like some reading over the sabbatical. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can have it. <laughs> That's great. We young. Within the next 20 years, God is going to make you a general in the faith in this nation and beyond. Now, the thing about a general is that generals sit around the table with the commander-in-chief 
and they plan and strategize battle strategies for victory. What that means is not, um, it's not celebrity, it's greater servant-heartedness that will allow you through humility and connection with Jesus to be brought in to heaven's war room and to sit at the table with the Lord Jesus, Father and Spirit, and to begin to hear the strategies of heaven. God will give you strategies for people groups. And I just think I see a growing thing happening in this next 20 years as you just keep maturing. As you keep, See, the reason is you've been faithful in the little. Now God is going to, in these next 10, 20 years, entrust you with much, much more. So don't be surprised as you, as you find God starting to give you big picture stuff way beyond what you've ever had. So the Lord bless you and pray protection for him around that. All right. Those things, those are. Um, <laughs> they might sound exciting, but they're quite demanding, those words. So I do apologize, Wee Yong, but I'm trying to be obedient to the spirit. Everything. Oh, that's a great word. And, you know, but there's a lot of work. But anyway, you will, you're a faithful man. You'll get there. How many agree it's been a long night these past two or three years? You want to know where COVID came from? John 10, 10 says the thief devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I've come to have abundant life. When you put that over COVID, you know where that thing came from. And we've seen a lot of people die. Um, you know, millions of people have died of COVID. We've met people that have lost loved ones to COVID. <clears throat> millions have been robbed of peace and freedom. People have been divided over all sorts of theories. Listen, there is a conspiracy theory. The devil wants to install a global government. He wants to put a global ruler in place. That will be the Antichrist. But listen, Jesus said, yeah, that's going to be a sign that the end is getting near. But this is a greater sign. Jesus said, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in every nation, then the end will come. So while there is a conspiracy at work and we're going to see greater globalization, greater push for global government, and greater installation of evil and iniquity and acceleration of all that, my Jesus said, but listen, while the devil is doing that, this is what I'll be doing. This gospel will be going to every people group on planet Earth with signs, wonders and miracles and demonstrations of the Spirit. We have to believe that and not be overcome by darkness. <clears throat> You know, people have seen their plans wrecked, their businesses, livelihoods destroyed, churches have been shuttered, some closed, now we've got war in Europe. It's been a long night, and it looks like, you know, with the economics that we're seeing in, in the world, that the darkness of this long night seems to want to increase, but there's good news for the people of God. And Psalm 35, 30 verse 5 says this, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. See, the characteristic of the night is grief and sorrow. And I sensed as I was praying this morning, there's some of you sitting here that because of what's happened in these last few years, it's like a, like a, a, a spirit of heaviness has come upon you. It's like a spirit of grief tried to, Stop you. Sadness over what you've seen, over what you might have lost. 
over friends that are no longer with you because they abandoned faith or are nowhere to be found. I don't know what it is, but listen, my Bible tells me he gives us a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. And I tell you what, the Holy Spirit is itching to break that stuff off people by the time we get to the end of this message. We are going to pray for a shift of atmosphere over our lives today. We are not going to stay in the nighttime of grief and heaviness of spirit anymore. We are going to step into the dawn of a new day. We're going to awaken the dawn as Greta said. <clears throat> so as I was asking the Lord about this time last year for a word for the next few years, straight away a scripture dropped into my heart came with such force, I'd memorized it many years before, and I knew that it was the Lord saying something about the next few years. And this was the scripture he gave me, Proverbs 4.18, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter till full day. That is God's intention for you and for me. That is God's intention for his church. See, in the world, things are getting darker and darker. But in the church, he wants his people, the righteous, to walk in a path that gets brighter and brighter. Now you say, who is the righteous? If the righteous are sinless people and perfect people, not many of us or any of us would qualify. But listen, Romans 4 verse 3 says this, Abraham believed God and God counted him as righteous because of his faith. We have faith in Jesus. Why? Because he is the savior of the world. He came to earth, God in human form, to show us what God was like, to demonstrate the heart of a compassionate father and to die on a cross. What was he doing there? He was dealing with sin. See, our sins separate us from a holy God. Our sin, even one sin, will is enough to separate you from a holy God. Talk to Adam and Eve when you get to heaven. One bite of the fruit, one act of disobedience. They lost paradise. They lost connection with God. And if we die in that state of our sins unforgiven, then God is obligated by his justice to say, I wanted you to spend eternity with me in heaven, but now I must send you to a place where people go whose sins aren't forgiven. That place is called hell because there God's presence isn't. There's no joy, no peace, no love, no community, no anything but torment and regret. And God is so loving, he doesn't want anyone to suffer that fate. He doesn't want anyone to perish, so he sent his son Jesus. As Jesus was dying on that cross, shedding his blood, his blood was being shed for the forgiveness of our sins. And he rose again from the dead, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And when you recognize and believe that Jesus Christ is Messiah, is the Savior of the world, when you ask forgiveness and turn from your sin and turn to him and say, I believe in you, Jesus, and I take you upon my life and I, I will serve you for the rest of my days. When you do that, you activate faith in Christ Messiah and then God imputes to you righteousness so that when he looks at you right now, as long as you have faith in Jesus, he sees you 100% righteous in his sight. Hallelujah. 
And you may not be behaving 100% righteously, that's your condition, but your position is if through faith in Jesus you declared 100% righteous and the Holy Spirit all through your life is working to increasingly match your condition to your position. You ought to be getting more righteous every year. Otherwise your faith is useless. Faith apart from works is dead. If you have a, a faith in Jesus and you're going downhill more and more into sin, something's seriously wrong. Your faith in Jesus ought to activate the power of the Spirit within you to increasingly purify and make you holy. But the point of the matter is, thank God you're not saved by your perfection. You're saved through your faith in Jesus. So who are the righteous to whom that verse applies? The righteous are those who have faith. And those who have faith in Christ, the promise is that your path will be like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter till full day. I love the fact that we're on a path, don't you? It's felt a bit like we've been wandering in circles the last few years. But we're on a path. Psalm 23, 1 and 3. The Lord is my shepherd. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Oh, man, you know, we love the prophetic, but we sometimes have people come up and say, Pastor, would you please prophesy over me and tell me what to do with my life? And we groan on the inside because that is not the role of the prophet. If, if we did that, it robs you of the ability to hear from God for yourself. Come on. Our passion is that every believer hears from God for themselves. And then sometimes the prophetic comes along and says something that confirms what God is saying to you. And if it's a new thought, you should wait on God and have it confirmed before you act on it. And that's safety and protection. Listen, it's not David and Greta that plan your path. It's the Lord Jesus that plans your path. It's God who will guide you along the paths of righteousness that ultimately when you get to heaven, you will have honored God by walking in the pathway that he prepared for you, whether that's vocation, raising a family, building a healthy marriage, running a business, having a ministry, whatever life's path takes you on to serve him and bring honor to him. Man, there's a lot of people on a path just for themselves, just for the money, just for the material gain. Listen, you put God first, he'll bless you with everything else as well. That's just how it works. So the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn. What's the light of dawn like? I didn't really know that till I married Greta. My first wife, Jane, passed away some years ago. She's now in heaven. She had a disease called multiple sclerosis. So she spent 20 years in a wheelchair. And, you know, it was a horrible disease. Finally took her out and, um, and she passed away. And I walked through that valley of grief. And, you know, God amazingly and graciously healed me of the grief. And so sometime later, I started to consider remarriage. And, and I just prayed. I said, well, Lord, Jane and I battled that disease for 20 years. It'd be really nice to have a wife who's healthy and fit. Then I met Greta, and, and she's right into health and fitness. She'd lost her husband, Ron, some months after my first wife, Jane, died. And we didn't know each other, but God amazingly brought us together. Anyway, when we got married, I discovered this woman would be getting up between 4.30 and 5 every morning. Now, I was an early riser, but nothing like that. 
come on. That is just over the top, I thought. And every second morning, she would go running. And I started to read things about early morning that I started to agree with. This guy says an alarm clock is a mechanism used to scare the daylights into you. (laughs) Someone else says anyone who sleeps like a baby doesn't have one. All the young mothers know that's true. And this person said there ought to be a better way of starting the day than having to get up. Anyway, Greta converted me. Now I love 5 a.m. starts. It's really awesome. So uh, every second morning, we, I'm less athletic, so I go walking. Greta goes running. And, uh, and the thing about that is, especially this time of the year, um, spring, early summer, 5 a.m. is around dawn. It's kind of, it's still murky. It's, it's, it's not dark. It's a bit gray. Sun isn't quite up, but the light's just starting to filter in. It's twilight, but the thing is, the birds know something's coming. They are singing their heads off. The tuis, the blackbirds, the thrushes, the doves, they are going for it. You know, we've just been in Australia. They don't have nice birds. I said to the Aussies, your birds are raucous and loud. We have beautiful singing birds there. It was, it was a bit of a lie because they, they do have nice birds, but the noisy ones outweigh the nice ones, let me tell you. Anyway. So forgive me if you're Australian. So um, we, we do love you, but your birds are noisy. Anyway. <laughs> so, so the birds are going crazy because, you see, in the natural realm, dawn awakens song. But in the spiritual realm, song awakens dawn. Psalm 57 verse 8. I didn't know the scriptures God gave Greta, but here's one that's similar to what she put up. Wake up, my heart. Wake up, musical instruments. I will wake the dawn with my song. You see, some of you are still in the night. Some of you are already in the day. You've stepped into the dawn of a new day, and we've got got a little encouragement for you in a moment. Some of you are still in the night. So how do you get into the dawn? You don't wait for your circumstances to change. You start singing to the dawn while you're in the night and dawn will come and find you. You start praying. You start declaring. You start prophesying that dawn has come, that that that, that baby you've longed for is going to be conceived, that that miracle breakthrough you need is going to come, that that healing you need. Thank you, Lord, by your strength. I am healed. I will walk into that. You begin to declare what you don't yet have, yet you see it by faith. That's what faith is called. It's the substance of things you hope for, conviction of things unseen. And when you begin to declare to your dawn, let me tell you, it will search you out and find you. Dawn will break into your night. The scripture says it shines brighter and brighter till full day. What's full day? Full day's noon. Well, we're in daylight saving at the moment, so it's one o'clock. But normally it's noon, okay? At noon, the sun is highest in the sky, brightest in the sky. And over summer, it's usually the hottest time as well. And it's due north. And really, noon represents the pinnacle of your life. It's like when you really... You really ultimately hit the point of where God really wants you to be. You know, Nikki Gumbel, who wrote the Alpha Course, all know the Alpha Course? 
He reckons you don't get there till you're in your 60s or your 70s. That's when you can have the most impact and influence. And a lot of people in that age group get sucked into thinking, well, my life's over now, I'm retired. No, you just get refired. Come on. And what you do is you begin to champion the next generation. You begin to say, God, I'm going to pray for the next generation. I'm going to do everything I can that they go further than I can. Hallelujah. God will give you a love for that next generation. But, but so it's hitting the pinnacle of your life. And, you know, uh, so there's, there's room for us that God wants to take you on a journey that gets brighter and brighter so that you have more influence, more impact, more effectiveness for the kingdom of God. And it's not being a celebrity where everyone sees you. It's sometimes it's just, you know, earth notices stars, heaven notices servants. Your greatest influence could be in doing something nobody sees. My wife was in a wheelchair for 20 years, and the last 16 years, I was her full-time caregiver. I just withdrew from all ministry. My ministry was to look after her. I'm not trying to sound like I'm a hero. It was tough, but God gave me grace, but he hid me away. Only heaven saw what we were doing. Only heaven saw that. And I kind of felt God's pleasure at Jane's funeral that, son, you, you did all right looking after your wife. Now I'm going to turn you loose on my bride to care for her, mm. to help bring her to health. So we have a love for the church all over the earth. Noon also represents the return of Christ when he comes back Wow, we get raised from the dead if we've died. If you're still alive, you get changed. We get a resurrection body. That resurrection body, you'll be young again. I mean, most of you are young already, but you'll be younger again. You know, you'll be in the prime. Yeah, there'll be no gray hairs, Richard. There'll be no sickness. No, you get a body that'll never die, never get tired, never get sick, never grow weary. Uh, never die again. God will wipe away every tear. God creates a new earth and a new heaven. Heaven comes down. The heavenly city comes down upon the new earth. And God lives with us on this amazing new paradise that he creates. Uh, judgment day has occurred. The, the righteous who have kept their faith in Jesus get rewarded. And we enter into the new earth. And the unrighteous whose sins have never been forgiven, they spend eternity in hell. Let me tell you, that is a serious message right there. And that is why we have mission. That is why we preach the gospel. That is why we must pray for revival and awakening in the nations because God is concerned for 8 billion people on planet earth before he lets that happen. All that to say, you're going to look way better in your resurrection body than you do now. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're going to look better. You're going to look better in your resurrection body. Now, husbands and boyfriends, that was a test. <laughs> what you should have said was, honey, you couldn't look any better than you do already. <laughs> Anyone do that? Was there any champion? You did, sir. Well done. <laughs> There's usually one or two in every crowd. It's the pinnacle. See, the world needs to know he's coming back. They need to know there's a new world ahead. 
This world and its evils will pass away. He will create a new world in which righteousness dwells. This is not pie in the... You're not going to spend eternity in heaven. You're going to spend it on earth. Heaven is a temporary place. If you die, your spirit goes there. But when Jesus comes back, you get raised from the dead. Your spirit in heaven gets reunited with that resurrection body. You're going to be living on planet earth, a new earth, a paradise earth, with Jesus, Father, and the Spirit for all eternity. And there'll be stuff to do. You will not be sitting on clouds strumming harps for eternity. It will not be like an endless church service. That's more like hell to me. I'm sorry, but it is. I mean, we've been in a lot of church services all over the world, let me tell you. Some of them are like hell. Let me... No, I'm just kidding. That's naughty. I repent. <laughs> Jesus is always there. He is always there. But you know what I mean? It's not going to be like an endless religious service. It's kind of, you're going to see God face to face. You think you're a family now. In the resurrection and in heaven, it's a place of perfect love. Relationships are beyond anything on earth. The clock's telling me I'm nearly negative seven minutes. <laughs> but I took note that you were 15 minutes late getting me on. So I, I've, got, I've got another eight minutes. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I better move on. <laughs> Thank you. So if we can have our scripture back up on the screen, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter till full day. I mean, full day, the pinnacle of your life, yeah, but full day, eternity, come on. I reckon we need to grab some people and take them on that road with us. Can't just walk it on our own. Got to pray for your kids and your grandkids that they are there. None be lost. None be lost. We've got 14 grandkids, five sons between us. It's like we, we spend a lot of time praying for the next generation in our family. Thank God, save everyone, touch everyone, fill everyone with your spirit. Let everyone serve you with purpose. Some of them don't know the Lord yet, but hey, God is able if we will stay faithful in prayer. So the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter till full day. See, you might still be in night. Well, today you need to step into dawn. Today, we're going to pray over you. You might already be in the dawn of a new day. You know some stuff has changed. But listen, you're not at full day yet. There's another step and another step and another step for you, increasing brightness. And as Greta and I began to seek the Lord about this and then discovered what God had said to each other, we went, wow, well, you think you're saying something. And then I get a prophetic bulletin from a prophet in America called Rick Joyner. And um, he sends out these weekly bulletins. And I took note of the one that he sent out in January this year. Uh, and this, we've got a screenshot coming up on the screen of what, it, what he opens with. He calls it increasing light, which Greta talked about. And look at our scripture. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter till full day. He included verse 19. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They don't know over what they stumble. This is exactly what's happening in the world right now. The world is going the way of the wicked. 
They seem to be in control everywhere. And they think they're walking in the light. That's the tragedy. That's why we must pray God will open their eyes and save them and bring them into the kingdom. They think they're walking in the light, but they're walking in darkness as they abandon Judeo-Christian values. They abandon faith in God, and they're walking in darkness. And what happens when you walk in darkness? You stumble. And the world is heading for a great stumble because it's going into increase darkness. The church is going into increasing light. Guess what happens when people stumble around in darkness and see people walking in the light? They are going to want to know what the story is, and that's going to be the greatest opportunity for us to share the gospel with the nations and with rulers this, his, this planet has ever seen. We are headed for a demonstration of the gospel of the kingdom the world has never seen. And Satan is raging because he knows his time is short. If you want to know what's happening in the world right now, read Psalm 2. It is a blueprint for exactly what is happening in the nations. But let me tell you, Psalm 2 ends with Jesus saying to the Father, Give me the nations for my inheritance. And who thinks Jesus will be denied? Nobody. Father will answer that and we, the church, will help get Jesus what he wants. So if you are sitting in comfortable, cruisy Christian land right now, shame on you. Because the world is stumbling around in darkness, heading to hell. And you say, but David, I've got problems. Yes, I've got them as well. We've all got problems. Jesus said, here on earth, you'll have many trials and sorrows, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Raise your hand if you're here on earth this morning. Yes, raise it up. About 85% of you, that's great. I know where the others are. If you're here on earth, you'll have trials and sorrows. And if you're not at the moment, cheer up. They will come to you. You will not be left out. But stop wallowing in your own problems and lift up your eyes and begin to cooperate with what God wants to do on planet earth because he said if you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, all this other stuff will be yours. Money and finance and housing and, and, and jobs and whatever it is and health and all of that stuff. And it's not wrong that we ask for that and believe for that. He richly supplies us with all things to enjoy but we've got to make the main thing the main thing. And the main thing aren't about me having a good time on planet Earth. The main thing is about I'm looking for that in eternity, but right now I want to serve Jesus any way I can to get him what he wants. And in the process of doing that, he is going to bless you like you've never known before. Because Father richly supplies us with all things to enjoy when we make his sons agenda the priority so we're going to Greta, Greta and I are going to pray into this in a moment because we believe it's important that there is a shift today for some of you who's still in night we want to pray an atmosphere shift that the spirit will shift you into the dawn of a new day for those who are already in the dawn we want to pray there'll be a shift along towards noon another step but before we get to that point, I'm just going to ask, do you know the Lord Jesus this morning? Have you ever given your life to him? Maybe you didn't realize what it was about. 
And I'd love to pray for anyone that says, well, I really need to give my life to Jesus. Believe he died and I need to ask him to forgive my sin. I'd love to pray a simple prayer and include you in the prayer that would allow you to give your life to Christ. Or there may be those that you've, you've done that long ago, but you know you've walked right away from God and today you need to come back to Jesus. I'd love to include you. Could we all close our eyes to help us concentrate? And if you know that you need to give your life to Jesus or you need to come back to him right now where you're sitting, could you just quickly raise your hand? I'll acknowledge it, then you'll be able to put it down. There's someone saying, yeah, I need Jesus in my life. God bless you right down the back. You can put your hand down. Anyone else saying, yeah, I need to give my life to Jesus or I need to come back to him. Yes, thank you here in the front. God bless you. You can put your hand down. Over there on my left, thank you. God bless you. Yeah, I've seen your hand just down here on my right. Thank you. You can put your hand down. Anyone else? You're coming back to the Lord or giving your life to the Lord for the first time. Just quickly raise your hand. Yeah, right down the back. Thank you. God bless you. Just going to scan. Yeah, thank you. I'm just going to scan the room one one more time. And look, sometimes fear will stop you. Just overcome any fear and just say, I'm going to do this. And just raise your hand in the air right now. All right, I don't see anyone else. Let's all, yeah, I did see one hand there. Let's all stand. Uh, Let's all stand. We're going to pray a prayer for the five or six people that raised their hands. Um, I'm going to lead you in this prayer phrase by phrase. If you raised your hand, I'd like you to follow me in the prayer. Mean it with all your heart. I'm going to get the whole congregation to pray along with you. So we'll join you in this. So here we go. If you raised your hand, come on, you pray this with all your heart and God who is listening will do it. Pray it after me now and the whole church with you. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me today for all my sins. I'm sorry, Lord, and I turn from them and I turn to you. I believe you died on a cross for me and you rose again from the dead. So I now open the door of my life and ask you to come and live in me. I now receive you, Lord Jesus, into my life. Give me power to live for you for the rest of my days. Amen. Thank you for joining us. To know more about Every Nation Auckland City, you can visit our website at www.everynationauckland.city. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.